You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Tuesday morning to everybody out there. Remember, SteadyPicks.com. It's completely free to sign up. So go sign up today. Best bets from myself, Ricky, Donnie. The Steady Pick system plays and so much more. It's all completely free. There's never going to be any paying for picks here. Not here. It's all free. Um, a lot to get to today. Monday Night Football was fantastic last night. And I'll tell you what, the Seahawks might have just become one of my favorite teams because, man, did they look good. It was that fun to watch. I thought Geno Smith played excellent, excellent game from Geno Smith. Um, and the Broncos just took too long to try and get it figured out. The Seahawks win outright, 17-16. to 16. Uh, I ended up, of course, Monday Night Football, got to have a little pizza money on it. So I ended up playing the Seahawks plus 6.5 at uh, DraftKings, which was ended up being actually a, like a half a point better than where it closed. But I bet it, like, I don't know, an hour before the game. Uh, using bet stamp, just made sure I got the best number that I could find, and and that was it. So it's really, really important to do that um, if you're going to bet. Like I said at the beginning of the season, the NFL is hard to resist betting on. If you are going to do it, at least make sure you get the best number so that you're just betting a neutral EV play. Anyway, great game, great game. Geno Smith goes 23 of 28, 195, two touchdowns, two sacks, a rating of 119.5. Fantastic. Uh, Russell Wilson, 29 of 42, 340 yards, a touchdown, no picks, a rating of 101. Rashad Penny looked wonderful. Uh, 12 carry, 60 yards. He did what he needed to do. I thought he was fantastic. And what was maybe the most sad injury of, of um, the day is Jamal Adams goes down with a knee injury. What was that? In the first half, it might even been the end of the beginning of the second quarter, end of the first quarter. I thought that was when the game was going to blow wide open because he is such an impact player for the Seahawks. Like, 
seriously, talk about just one of the guys you don't want to have to go running up against. Jamal Adams just plays with such intensity um, that that is going to be missed badly by the Seahawks if if he can't play. I'll be curious to see what's wrong with them. I haven't heard yet, but I'm sure we'll hear today what's going on. We'll hear some news. But overall, yeah, man, the Seahawks, Seahawks played really, really well. Glad I had a nice little ticket on them. Should have bet them to win, I guess. But uh, no, glad we had a nice little plus six and a half to get home. Uh, I did tweet that like an hour before the game. Twitter's always a good place to follow me. Uh, if you're on Twitter, it's at SteadyPicks underscore Tom. That's probably the best place to make sure you, like if anything happens last second that won't get posted on, on the website, that's kind of where I'll talk about it or bet it or whatever. So I think it's probably pretty useful to have have me on there. Okay. Um, from the weekend as well, just other, oh, I have a bunch of games I bet that I want to share, but, um, pro football focus, they released the, you know, grades for the game for the games. I should say they released all the grades for week through week one. Um, I thought there was some interesting stuff on there. I thought, um, it's just interesting how they come up with this stuff and you, you look at it and it kind of makes me, I don't know, pause for a second. There's so much information you look at, it, you're like, did he really like, he really did that well, or he really didn't do that well. Um, I mean, they break this down even so granular to, the receiver versus each person that covered him. Which is really, really incredible. Just so many numbers you can go through for each individual game. Um, Let me see if I can pull up what I wanted to look at here as well is that by position okay quarterbacks just wanted to talk about the quarterbacks for a moment guys that did really well guys that didn't um the the worst rated quarterbacks at the bottom of the list the one that really stuck out to me was Derek Carr was horrendous his rating is really really poor uh here for week one You look at this, had second worst, second worst? Yeah, second worst offensive rating, pass rating was really, really low. Um, But the really alarming thing is the turnover-worthy plays, right? That's the number we like, we like a lot. Turnover-worthy plays because, again, I've been talking about this all summer, and I'm glad I found this stat uh, here too, but we talked about this all summer. It's all about how many turnovers and how many crunch moment, crunch time things happen. What happens in crunch time? 
a handful of plays can swing. Like, think about it this way. This might be a better way to explain what I, how I feel about the the NFL. If there's one play, right, a single play, that if a defender catches the ball is a pick six, or if they drop it is nothing, right, second and ten, whatever. You really have to account for that and the fact that the win probability on this stuff can swing, what, 10, 15, 20% with one play. Like, that's unheard of. You don't find that anywhere else. So you really want to know how do they play in crunch time and how many turnovers are they likely to give up because that is... you know, obviously a good indicator of how things are going to switch. So 11.4% turnover-worthy play percentage from Derek Carr. That is scary bad. Matt Ryan's up here on this list too, 7.1%. The top of the list, though, is Justin Fields, 12.5%. Not really the best game from Justin Fields in week one. Uh, as we go down the list, Burrow's up here, Tua's up here, Aaron Rodgers, 5.3%, not a great showing from him, and on and on and on we go. Some of the, let's see here, some of the best performances from a passing perspective, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins actually had a great outing uh, with the Vikings. Jalen Hurts was up there as well. He's third for passing grades for for PFF in in week one. Um, 0% turnover-worthy plays. If If you had, he's probably the biggest surprise because the eye test doesn't necessarily suggest that he was that good, right? Like, I don't think he looked that good. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Big time throw percentage, right? That's one of the other metrics that they measure. A pass with excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown further down the field and into a tighter window. Big time throws. Right? We just want the percentage. How many throws do they make? 2.9. 2.9. He had one big time throw in that game, which is fine. I don't think many people had like, let's see, Carson Wentz had three. <laughs> that was the most. He led week one. Trey Lance had two. Uh, Lamar Jackson had two. Allen two. So some interesting numbers there. Um, but But really interesting stuff. I could just get lost in this data that they have here for just days at a time. I wish I'd found this uh, maybe four months ago. I would have been in better shape. Anyway, bunch of games that I bet week one for week two already. Yeah, a whole bunch. Um, I bet these all yesterday morning. I We're going to try and find out if they're still available. Uh, let's see, what's the best way to do this? 
and hopefully they are because, um, you know, obviously want to make sure I share the, the picks that I'm taking at the best time. I know some of them have moved a little bit, but we'll do our best here. So the first play that I took is for Thursday night. And that is the Chargers plus three and a half. Yeah. That number is still very much available. There's even a couple of fours, not in any books that I have. Um, but three and a half is widely available. I think it's a great spot to bet this. Um, you think about all the things that the Chargers did and the Chiefs did last week, and you just can't help but feel like, man, this is just too much. Like before the before this game, if you'd asked me what the spread would be, I I, I don't know. I might have said closer to a pick 'em. I probably would have told you three because I wouldn't think that they would give the three and a half to the Chargers, and I wouldn't think they'd give the two and a half to the Chief. So I would have thought three was where exactly where it would land. We get a three and a half here. This will be interesting to see what happens later in the week when the limits go up and, and we really start to get some bets in maybe on today and, and tomorrow. But I'll be very interested to see what this line actually ends up doing. Because to me, a three and a half is pound the chargers. Um, and I think this will ultimately, I mean, it's got to close three, right? Doesn't it kind of have to? I don't know. I feel like it kind of does. Patrick Mahomes, though, had a wonderful, wonderful um, week one. EPA was just incredible. Above and beyond anyone else in week one. He probably remains at the top, uh, you know, in the top spot. <laughs> Uh, for quarterbacks heading into week two. But Justin Herbert not far behind, so will be interesting. Uh, total on this game is 54.5. It'll probably be the highest total on the board all week. I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. So Chargers is the first game, plus 3.5. Um, the next one is the Detroit Lions on the money line. I got minus 126 yesterday morning at a FanDuel. That number is gone. Minus 130 is available. I would still bet minus 130. Uh, MGM, Barstool, FanDuel. It's available in Unibet, points bet. Available in a couple different places. Bet Rivers. So you can still get minus 130. I think that's a bet worth locking in now. Um, the line is like two, two and a half, but I think the lines might push it through to, to three or something because I'm not sold on the commanders. Again, I'm not sold on Wentz. I know he had a couple of those big-time throws or whatever. That's That's cute, but, you know, I'm not... I'm just not ready to to bet on Carson Wentz. Well, believe it or not, really didn't have, I mean, let's see, get a 67, a 68 
for his passer rate, his pass grade for PFF. I don't know. I don't know. I just can't get behind that. Um, so Lions minus one thirty on the money line. Next one is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I got at two and a half. That is gone. Got the Bucks laying two and a half at FanDuel. That was oh, that's still there at minus one thirty four. Oh boy, yeah, that's probably not worth it. I got minus one twenty, minus two and a half, which was almost pushing it for me. That's not going to be a, a number you want to bet. I don't I don't think. You're better off with like the minus three, minus 110. Then half points not worth that much. And again, you might ask, Tom, why why isn't it worth that much? So minus 110, as we know, is 52.3% win probability. Minus 134, you jump up to 57.2. So you're talking almost a 5% increase in the break-even percentage if you bet minus 134 at that price. Like that's an excellent way to think about the prices. So minus 134, you have to win... When I say 57.2% of the bets to make that worth it. So are you really going to tell me that 57% of the time at minus two and a half they cover is a good bet? But, you know, like that half point is worth 5%? No, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's a half a point. I know it's a key number, but it's not worth that much. Does that make sense? I'm trying to explain that in a good way. Like, the price drives everything because it tells you you have to start thinking about betting in probabilities. Minus 134, you have to win a lot of games to make that worth it. And that half point is not worth, you know, that doesn't make a difference of 5% win probability for a half a point. Anyway, I wouldn't bet that. I would bet the minus three if you're really convicted on the on the Bucks. I think we're going to see it sit at three for a, quite a while this week. So I wouldn't, truthfully, I wouldn't rush to that game if you didn't uh, see my tweet yesterday morning and bet that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush to to take it. Um, New England Patriots minus one. The Patriots are still available at, let's see, one and a half. Yeah, I'll take, you know, one and a half is fine. I got minus one, minus 106. There's minus one and a half. Uh, there's still a minus one, minus 110 at DraftKings. So, yeah, I'd go there. Money line's good, too, minus 115. There's a couple of those available. I'm good with that as well. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily sold on the Patriots with all those injuries. I mean, Najee Harris out. Um, Watt out. I mean, Watt is a is a game changer. If you look at his PFF numbers or just his impact to a team, 
it is drastic to the Steelers. So uh, I'm full fade of the Steelers next week without their two, I mean, their two best players, really. Next one is the Las Vegas Raiders. I bet them at minus four and a half. Yesterday morning, they moved to um, minus, they're laying five and a half, uh, even six at Bet Chris. So we really got ahead of this one. Um, five and a half, I, I probably still, uh, would I still lay that? I don't know if I would. Probably not, to be honest with you. Like, I probably still wouldn't bet that. Yeah, maybe I would. Nah, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think I'd stay right right at five and a half. I was just looking at some of the other books to see where they have it listed. There is a five at some Canadian book. But Pinnacle's at six. So, you know, I'm, I might lay the five and a half at this point with the, with the Raiders. I know I just got done saying Derek Carr is horrible. But I don't think the Cardinals, I don't think the Cardinals looked very good, and I know it's not a good barometer to measure them by after playing the Chiefs. But I really wasn't impressed with the Cardinals at all. Um, so I, you know, that was more of a numbers play for me than anything because I knew that was going to move uh, towards the Raiders early in the week. But I'd probably stay off of that one too, to be honest. And then the last one here, which you probably can't get anymore. Uh, there's still some some around. So I got plus two and a half on the Vikings on Monday night against the Eagles. It's down to one and a half, one. There's one, two left at points, but I, I would grab that still. I would still bet that. Uh, a couple other places, it, win bet if you have it, has a two. I would still go ahead and play that. I think the Eagles, I think this is way too much respect for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry. I just really think it is. Yes, they look good. Yes, they won one game, but we're, I just, I'm not willing to buy this line. I think the Vikings should honestly be favored. According to my numbers, they should be. So I went ahead and Vikings plus two. You could also do like a plus 108 at FanDuel money line. That's not a bad play. But I got plus two and a half minus 110 yesterday morning. So a bunch of plays. I apologize that some of them aren't really available. I got to find a better way to do that. Uh, You know, maybe try to look at this before the Monday show in the morning. So we can have it all straightened out for showtime. But uh, Chargers, Lions, Bucks, Patriots, Vikings, Raiders. Just to recap real quick, Chargers plus three and a half, Lions on the money line minus 126, Tampa Bay minus two and a half minus 120, New England minus one minus a dollar six. Raiders plus uh, minus four and a half, minus one ten, and the Vikings plus two and a half, minus one ten. Do with those what you will. We'll be talking about Survivor and uh, the Pick'em later on in the week here. Two tennis plays for today, though. One's today, one is tomorrow. You know, overnight. Uh, the one today is IPEC Oz 
plus 112 at FanDuel against Arena Barra. This is a tough one. These tournaments are tough because it's a lot of players that kind of don't have a ton of time um, on the WTA. They've got some ITF time, but it's tough to gather that data. But I just think Arena Barra has not been very good. So if anybody that you've never heard of is going to pick this up, might be IPEC Oz. And then the match for tomorrow, Rebecca Peterson plus 133 against Linda Frutova. Rebecca Peterson plus 133 against Linda Frutova. That number was available at uh, Barstool, and it's easily the best number in market. So if you want to bet that, I'd make sure you get that. I'd probably play that to like 120, 115. That's where I would price it to. IPEC Oz is pretty much go play. I could see her just, she's going to win this. So those are the two tennis plays. Thank you so much for listening. Again, steadypicks.com, completely free, at steadypicks underscore Tom. Hope to see you over there. Thank you so much.